Hello, my name is. Let me ask you a question. What, what do people call you? What names have they labeled you with? Those of us who are believers, Christ followers, we, we live in this world and this world is set up to keep us from the potential that God placed into us. And so we live in this world and it is like a tractor being gravity pulling you away from what God wants to do. And if you allow it, if you allow what you're called, if you allow what labels have been placed upon you, it will lead you to a life of defeat, a depression. You will, not, you, will, you will not reach the potential that God has placed in your heart. And you will sorely miss a life that the New Testament has laid out for us, what Jesus bought for you on the cross. It'll be removed from you because you have believed the lies and the labels of others have stuck on you. Labels like addict, loser, overweight, slow, no potential, no future. Can we do a reality check right here in 2017? Because if you're a child of God, if you're born again, he's given you a new name. You are royalty. You are king's kid. You are a winner. You are and more than overcomer. You are a cut above. The scriptures are full of the names that God has given you. But if you're going to win in 2017, the critical juncture is this. The battle lies in what you believe. Do you believe the labels? Do you believe the names? See, 2017 is here. It is a new year. It is a new start. It is a new beginning. And I'm believing the absolute best for you. This year is going to be tremendous. So what we want to do is really launch into this year the right way. So... All of you hopefully have. If you've not received a check, you can get your copy of the book that we did for you called Called Out. It's the 31-day devotion. It's got our annual Bible reading plan. Tons of stuff in there for you. It's got a personal growth plan to help you design and develop so that you will grow into all that God wants you to be. We also have a small group alignment so that you will get everything that God wants you to get. So after this message at all of our campuses, the campus pastors or the groups pastors will be helping you find a group of people that are going to help breathe wind into your sails so that you will reach your full potential in 2017 because you cannot do it alone. But I'm getting ahead of myself. That's actually next month's series about relationships. So if we're going to change course, if we're going to do better than we did in 2016, to change course, we've got to change our thinking, our thoughts. We've got to get rid of some stinking thinking. We have got to eliminate that. And the only way that we can eliminate that is to input the Word of God. So let me challenge you. Don't miss a message in, in January. It, these messages are, are so important. Matter of fact, hey, don't miss a message this year. You're the reason. That's why we have an internet campus, so that you can stay connected. If you're sick, if you're traveling, if you're on vacation, don't miss a message because God has laid out for us so much stuff for 2017 that our creative team, it has blown our minds all that we're going to do this year because no promise or nobody that attends our church needs to be trapped, trapped with loser labels that give you no hope for the future. 
sort of what launched this whole series years ago in Daniel chapter 10, in verse 11, an angel shows up at Daniel's house. And the angel begins to talk to Daniel, and he did this on multiple occasions. And he says, he said to me, oh, Daniel, man of high esteem. Why did the angel call Daniel a man of high esteem? Why did he name him or label him that? What would an angel call you if he shows up at your house? Because biblically, out of your character flows your name. Really, what you're called by God will call you out if you will allow it to. It's huge. So I believe this. This is going to be your best year for personal growth and your walk with God. For your development as a disciple, for your ministry, for our small group ministry, and for faith promise as a whole, it's going to be the greatest year that we've ever had. I speak that by faith, boldly believing and declaring it. I am confident that that is the will and the word of God for us. Some of you know what this is. It's a label maker. Now, I grew up with label makers, and this is a high-tech label maker. I, I grew up where you spun the dial, and you clicked, and then you turned it, and you clicked, and then you took the little little skinny thing, and you stuck it on something. It was a, this is a, but this is a high-tech. But, you know, whether it's long time ago or today, there are still label makers. And what label makers were designed for were OCD people so that they could identify, they could categorize, and they could arrange their junk. Yes, you heard me right, their junk. And that's usually what you stick a label on. So let me give you two truths about, about making labels or receiving labels. Number one, you label what you own. See, if you're going to label something, that means that it's yours. And the problem is this. As you and I have walked through life, people have come in and come out of our lives, and they have stuck labels on us. They just have what they thought about you, what they saw in you, they just stuck a label. They just stuck it and they walked on. Like somebody slapping a kick me stein on your back. They just walk through life labeling who we are, what we are. See, but they don't have the ability. Or like we shouldn't give them the authority. See, none of these, none of these sticking labels on us, none of those people have ownership over us unless we give them that right. Let me tell you who has the right to name you, to label you. That's the one that died for you. And those of us that are believers, the scripture says, confess Jesus as Lord. When you were born again, you acknowledge his lordship, his ownership, his headship into your life. And he has the authority to name you and to name me at whatever campus you're at. He has the ability to walk in. We have given him that authority as the king of heaven. So, so he has it. He's the, one that, he's the one that did it. So you only label junk is just, there's it, no question about it. See, and we only label that that is lifeless. Again, you don't, we, we label that. What's your label? As the song said, your label, if you're born again, child of God. It's not loser. It's not, it's not last. That's not what God calls you. And really, what calls you will call you out if you will allow it. Matter of fact, you know what? God doesn't label you. God names you. I have three children that God gave Michelle and I. 
And before they were born, we began to pick names. They were ours, so we had the authority to put on their birth certificate what their legal names would be. God, as you've been born again, gives you a name. He calls you redeemed. He calls you adopted. He calls you forgiven. Those of you that are stuck in addictions, he calls you delivered. Those that are trapped, he says you are set free. Those of you that feel like you're a loser, he said you are more than an overcomer. That's what God calls you. That's how God labels us. Think about this. Labels only last if we let them. And labels only stick to the stuck. And if you'll look at those labels, if you'll just daily look, well, I'm a loser, there's no hope for me, you know what? There won't be. One of my favorite stories in the scripture you can find in 1 Samuel 16 and 17. And if you've been around church very often, you're, you're well aware of this, of the story. God speaks to the prophet Samuel and says, go to the house of Eli. I mean, go, go to the house, go to David's house and get his father, Samuel. You are going to anoint one of his sons as the next king of Israel. And so Samuel obeys God. He goes to Jesse's house and he uh, says, we're going to have dinner and bring all your sons because one of your sons is going to be the next king. He said, we're going to do business before we eat. So they paraded the oldest son, big strapping buff guy, sort of like your pastor. And they roll him in. And God says, not him. Samuel was shocked because he looks so good. The next one and the next one and the next one. And each time as another son would step up, God would say, nope, nope, and nope. Until there was no sons left. Everybody in the room is scratching their head. Samuel doesn't understand. Jesse can't figure out what's going on. And then Samuel asks this question, are these all your sons? And, and Jesse said, well, you know, we have another one. He's sort of the runt of the litter. He's out in the back pasture taking care of the sheep. Samuel said, we're not eating until he comes. They send word. And as soon as the redheaded teenager in his room, God says, he's the man. See, his brothers and his dad labeled him loser and last. They labeled him as no future and no hope. One of these big, strong, firstborn sons would be it. And God said, he's the man. You see, we've all had labels stuck on us. So now David has a, he has a potential for a greater future. Everything would lie in whether David would believe the lie of the label are what God had said in his life. Your future, your hope depends on you believing the truth and not believing a label that some loser stuck on you. We have got to lose the loser labels. Come on, somebody in the house, help me bring the word of God this weekend. That's what the Lord wants for you. So David could have been a loser or he could have, he could have taken runt or you know what? It's a loser or it's king. Which, which name do you want to be called? It's shepherd or giant killer. See, even when he went to the battle where he would kill Goliath, his brothers said, what are you doing here with disdain in their voice? Who's taking care of those few sheep back in the back, in the back pasture? You shouldn't be here. But you know what? David continued to peel off every loser label that his family or a teacher or 
anyone would place into his life. Ephesians 2.10 says this about you. For we are his, you are his workmanship. Literally, you are his masterpiece. You are not a loser. You are not last. You are a winner. So don't you get this? Hear this. This is huge. People don't determine your destiny. God does. I don't care what coach told you, what parent told you, what uncle or aunt told you, what friend told you, what people that passed through your life and stuck those loser labels, those don't matter. They are not true. As a matter of fact, when I was working on this message, I remembered my, both my, all three of my kids went to Carnes High School. They were mighty, mighty beavers. But every year at Carnes, you would take a test because at Carnes High School, there were two tracks. There was the vocational track and there was the collegiate track. And every year, the principal or one of the administrators would call and say, Dr. Stevens, you have your boys in the collegiate track. Uh, they can't go to college. They need to be in the vocational track. I mean, do you, do you know where they're at academically? You know what that principal is doing? He was trying to do a good thing, but he was placing a slow label on my boys. Do you know? And this is shocking. Mike has a degree for communication from the University of Tennessee and never bought a book. Never bought a textbook. Why? Because he was smart enough to go in class and just get it all. Then you know what? He could have said, hey, I'm a loser. I can't learn. I can never be in ministry. I can never lead our creative team. I just need to go out there and learn to be a really good sweet street sweeper. But he lost that loser label. So did Zach. And they, they don't believe the labels that get stuck on you. Years ago, we were still in Oak Ridge. We had a worship pastor who came to Michelle and said, Michelle, you can't sing. You, you, you don't know how to stay on pitch. You really need to find another ministry, not the worship ministry, because you can't sing. She came home sobbing, devastated, because he stuck a label on her, no singer, go do something else. And I looked at her and I said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Michelle, you have a beautiful voice. You're an unbelievable worship leader. Man, don't believe that crap. And what I did for her, her pastor husband, is I reached over and grabbed that label of no singer and I ripped it off and I rewrote worship leader on it. Come on, guys. You know what? She could have never sang again. She could have believed the label that that guy stuck on her. And we all get it, don't we? Come on. People stick labels on us all the time. So you know what let's do this year? Let's do two things. Let's be label removers. First off, take the loser label off yourself. Hey, help take the loser label off other people. That's the reason that small group ministry is so important for you, that every week you can sit around a coffee table and, and people can hold the Word of God together. And, and as you say, I don't think I can, they'll say, we believe that you can. As you'll, they'll say, well, I've never done that. They'll say, you're going to now. Well, I can't memorize Scripture. I can never be used by God. Oh, yes, you will. Because we, we people of faith are going to peel off. Hey, let's don't be the ones sticking the loser labels on. Let's stick the winner labels on. Let's call people what God calls them. You see, God knows what he put in you. He knows your potential, not the people that are all around you. 
So it's just time to lose those labels. Jesus said in John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Inverse, you shall believe lies and the lies will bind you up forever. Lies never loose. Truth, the word of God looses in you and me and at Faith Promise all that God wants. But listen, if you allow those labels, they're like weeds. They will grow into your heart and they'll grow a root system and it will crowd out the grass. It will crowd out the flowers. It will take away the, the harvest that God wants to produce in and through your life. And so it's critical this year, 2017, that we believe God for the best. Let's pull out the weeds. Let's get rid of stinking thinking. I hate stinking thinking. It's time to reformat. So 2017, it's time to reboot, reformat, reignite, revive, retrain our mind. In this 21-day fast, how about every day you asking God to help you pull off the labels that you don't even know exist? They've been on you so long, you believe they were your idea. When somebody stuck loser on you, you don't even remember who it is. You just say, I'm a loser. Somebody put on you, you'll never make it. And you say, I'll never amount to anything. You don't even know who lied to you in the very beginning. Every day of this fast, pray for you and pray for our whole church body that, will lose the, that we will lose the loser labels. Now in this book, well, the whole book is written around Daniel, one of the greatest characters in all of the narrative of the Word of God. And, and many of you know the story. Daniel is taken as a young man captive from Israel and he is taken in the first wave by the Babylonians. Listen, this is critical. Come on, if you're listening, say, I am. The first thing that the Babylonians did to Daniel was change his name. His name meant, my God is judge. They gave him the name Belshazzar, which was the name of an idol. See, they knew they got what you're called calls you out. And so instead of calling Jehovah as judge, they called him by one of their false gods. And see, that's what happens when we believe the lies and the labels that are stuck on us. They become anchors in our lives that pull us away from the potential that God, the creator of the universe, wove in you when you were in your mother's womb that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. He made you a masterpiece. People say, well, I'm... They're divorced, they're bankrupt, they're an addict. You know what God says? New start. You know what God says? Blessed. You know what God says? Set free. My youngest brother, Tommy, who you've heard me talk about, who's been addicted to drugs for almost 40 years, has been clean for months. I started, so I call him every day. I pray for him every day. I pray for you every day. But now when I call him, I, when he answers the phone, I say, hey, man of God, a few weeks ago, or I probably know it's a couple months ago, the first time I did it, he said, what'd you call me? I said, I called you man of God. Nobody's ever said that to him. See, let's be the people that speak life. See, when people talk about him or talk to him, they say, crackhead, addict, no hope, no future. You know what I call him? Man of God. You see, there's a name Matter of fact, there's multiple names that God, the King, the Creator has given you. 
Remember when the three friends go to see Job? Job's having a one heck of a time. And so they come, and as they begin to talk to Job, they call Job sinner, failure, evil. All this is your fault, Job. At the end of the story, God calls Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar aside and says, hey, I am angry with you. You need to go ask my servant, Job, the blessed one that I'm going to give double everything he lost. See, they said sinner. God said my servant. Listen, don't let what people call, don't, don't let what people label you. What about Rahab the hooker? That's what people called her, prostitute, whore, hooker. That's what they, when they saw, that's, that's the, the red light that was over her front door. No hope. And yet when Israel began to move into the promised land and the spies come to, they, they went in to spy out Jericho. They end up staying at her house, protected by her, because now they're, the king is searching for them and Rahab the harlot hides them. And then she tells them how to escape. And they said, when we come back, if you'll tire this scarlet rope out of the window, when God destroys Jericho, we will, we'll, we'll come get you and your family. Everybody's in the house. Exactly that's what happened. They came in. The walls of Jericho fell. Everything was destroyed. Everybody died except the hooker. That's what people called her. But you know what God calls her? The great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus. Listen. Don't let the world name you. Don't let the world lie to you. Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God before ordained that you should walk in them. You are his masterpiece, and God has placed before you a path of victory and overcoming, of ministry, of spiritual growth, of favor and anointing and blessing. I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life in your small group, in your family, in our congregation this year. In 12 more months, we will, we will have seen some of the greatest miracles that we will have ever seen. Good cow. Man, I can't wait. Let me wrap this up. We'll talk more about it next week. Again, man, dive into the book. There was a coach, uh, Dale Brown. He was a basketball coach, a legendary LSU. I hate saying anything good about LSU. It hurts my heart deeply. But, but Coach Brown was speaking to a group of soldiers at a military base. A young man comes up, almost seven feet tall, 250 pounds, and said, I'd like to play basketball for you. And he said, but, but I, can't, I can't dunk the ball. He's almost seven feet tall. And he said, I can't run up and down the court. I get so tired. And Coach Brown said, well, how long have you been in the military? He said, oh, no, I'm not in the military. My dad is. I'm 13 years old. So Coach Brown takes him under his wing, sends him, see, he already believed the labels, I'm slow, I'm weak, I can't jump, sends him exercise regiments, and he goes to high school and tries out for the team of which he is cut. The coach said, and I quote, you are too slow and too clumsy to play basketball. You're a non-athlete. You need to go do something else. Loser label. You can't do it. Forget your dreams, there's no hope. But this guy, so he sends, he tells Coach Brown, I got cut. Coach Brown said, you keep working and God, oh, I love it, will open the door. Later, he goes and tries out for LSU. He makes the basketball team at LSU and breaks every record 
in the history of LSU. And if you go to Tiger Stadium today or where they play basketball, there's a bronze statue of that gentleman. Who is he? Shaquille O'Neal, who was cut, who got the label slow, clumsy, non-athlete. But you know what? He chose not to believe the loser label. Hey, can I ask you a question? Who told you you can't? Who told you that you couldn't make it? Who told you you couldn't start that business or write that song or lead that ministry? Who told you that you'd never get married or lose that weight or get healthy or get free? Who told you you'd never be out of debt, that you'd never be an overcomer? Because whoever told you that was, was, was sticking a label on you. Hey, church, come on. Let, let's begin. Right, look, we're going to pull labels off this year because our theme for this year is what called you calls you out or what you're called calls you out. Can I tell you, you are more than an overcomer. Can I tell you that you are fearfully, wonderfully made? Can I tell you if you're a believer, if you are born again, you are royalty, you are on your way to heaven. The God of this universe has put his stamp of approval on you. His anointing is in you. His grace and peace are flowing. Come on. Let's lose the loser labels and let's receive the name that the only one that has authority to truthfully give the name has given us. Redeemed. Adopted. I can do all things through Christ. But hey, it's New Year. A lot of folks are coming back to church and we're so thrilled. We're going to grow for the next eight weeks. We're like we have never grown. And you're going to bring so many people. But some of you that name, what's called, what I said, what caused you, calls you out, you don't get that because you're not yet God's. See, you've got to acknowledge that Jesus as Lord. And when you confess him as Lord, now you've given him authority as the creator to give you a new name. You know, my parents named me Christopher. They were not believers. My name means Christ bearer. That is my life. And I'm bearing Christ to you today. My mom and dad had no idea that when they named me Christopher, that's what I'd become. So I'm asking, you want a new name today? Then right now, all of our campuses, with every head bowed, with every eye closed, if you're ready, come on, right? We're just going to pray with you out loud this prayer. Just come on, faith promise. Dear Jesus, I know I sinned. I am so sorry. Forgive me. Come into my heart. I give you ownership. I give you headship. I ask for your name. Help me take off the labels. Help me believe the truth. Help me walk in victory the rest of my life as I follow you as Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Amen. Let's give it up for everyone who prayed that prayer today. Come on. Woo! New brothers and sisters, the scripture says, just as Pastor said this morning, that you are now sons and daughters of God. You've crossed from death over to life. Your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. You're now adopted into his family, joint heirs of all that he has. You have a new name written down in glory, thanks to Jesus Christ. Can we say amen, church? Wow, that is so exciting. We're so excited if you prayed that prayer with Pastor. If you did, will you take this communication card that's in the front of your seat and just fill it out? And on the great box there, check the box that says, Today I prayed and accepted Jesus 
Christ as my Lord and Savior. If you'll check that, drop in the offering box on the way out. We want to take some time and uh, send some stuff to you, help you understand this new relationship you have with God through Jesus Christ and what it means to grow in that relationship. We want to walk with you. We're so excited. Now, Pastor jumped us right in on this uh, called out, what God calls you, calls you out. If you'd like to go deeper into that this week, then I want to encourage you to get in a small group. This week in small group, we're going to ask questions, discussion questions around Pastor's sermon. You're going to dig in a little more. It's a place where you can ask any question you want to ask. It's a safe place. It's a place where you'll be cared for and loved for. It's a place where you can grow. It's a place where people, listen to this, they will pray for you by name. Not just say they're going to pray for you, they will actually pray for you by name. So I want to encourage you to jump in a group. If you're already in a group, be faithful this month as we go through this call down. What God calls you, calls you out. He's going to do an incredible work in your life through the weekend and through your group this month. But many of you maybe are ready to take a step for the very first time and check out a group. We have a group for you. We really do. Here, more important, listen to this. God, who created this universe, has a group for you. He has a divine appointment for you this morning. He wants you to connect with some leaders out there that's going to become family for you. Real family. So I want to encourage you in just a moment. We're going to all stand in just a little bit. And we're going to ask you to take a step of faith. And people around you are going to let you out. And you're going to walk to the lobby. Our coaches and our group leaders are going to meet you. And they're going to help you find the right group. A group where you can belong. Where you can find community, friendship, love. People really will walk life with you. So we're going to encourage you to take a step of faith. And let's grow this month, these four weeks, like we have never grown. Let's, let's start 2017 off with a bang. Let's say, we're all in, Jesus. We're going to be here on the weekend, and we're going to get in group, and we're going to grow, and we're going to grow, and we're going to grow, because he's going to produce growth in us. Are you thankful for Jesus Christ today, Faith Promise? He wants us to grow. He wants us to grow.